Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Amen. Praise God. God is so good. He's a God of favor and God of miracle. I would like to spend time to teach the Word of God and to finish the sermon from last Sunday. We were talking about the righteous in authority. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn from your Word, and we want to be doers of your Word, Lord. We want to experience what you say in the Bible. Lord, your Word in the Bible is not just a theory, not just a concept, but something that we can experience and we can really see the reality of your grace and your power, Father. Therefore, Lord, help us, give grace to us that we can practice what we learn. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, I was reading Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. I mentioned that when I first read this scripture, I thought that this is about leadership in somebody's house or in a company or in the country. But actually, the righteous is not just about the leadership. But if you are born again Christians, you really repent of your sin. You receive Jesus Christ into your heart. And you live a life of repentance and faith and love toward God. And you call yourself a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you right now, I'm not a churchgoer. I am a disciple. I love Jesus and I want to serve Jesus. I want all of my members to be disciples of Jesus Christ. The person who walk with Jesus, serve Jesus, seek the kingdom of God first, and really obey the Lord. If you are those people, you are called the righteous people according to the scripture. We are righteous not because we are doing good things, but because our heart, seeking after God, have faith in God, and the righteousness of God came upon our life by the exchange. The sin in our life was put on the body of Jesus 2,000 years ago, and it gave us the righteousness, but we received that by faith and through His grace. Therefore, we are the righteous. And the Bible talks about the righteous in authority. How many people believe you are the righteous? Raise your hand up. Okay. So the Bible talks about God give the 12 disciples in Luke chapter 9 the authority and power to heal the sick and cast out demons. And they went out, the 12 went out, and they cast out demons and healed the sick. And then when we come to Luke chapter 10, last time in certain versions say that 70 disciples some versions say 72 disciples. I'm confused why 70 and 72. But anyway, I don't care about the number that much. We know that 70 disciples receive the authority and power from God. In Luke chapter 10, verse 9, heal the sick there. This is what Jesus said to the 70 disciples. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. So the 70 disciples went out to preach the gospel, 
lay hand on the sick, cast out demons. And when they came back in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the Bible said, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. When these disciples, when these righteous people were in authority, exercised God's given authority and power, they rejoiced, and the people around there rejoiced as well. The 70 disciples returned with joy because the righteous are in authority. I hope that after I preach this two sermons last Sunday and this Sunday, you will know who you are and you will know how to use what you have been given by the Lord. That is the authority of God and also the power of God. The righteous must exercise authority. I exercise authority all the time. Anytime when I start to feel sick, I command it to go away. And it goes away right away. I exercise authority. And why they are rejoicing? Because they are in authority. And they can cast sickness, demon, curses, and bondage out of their life and out of their family life and out of their friend. So everywhere they go, they set the captive free and people rejoice. Why do a lot of Christians not have the joy of the Lord? Why so many Christians are still depressed, still very mourning and grieving all the time because they are being oppressed and tortured by the devil. They are affected by curses and bondage and also the attack of the enemy. And they believe that they are victims. They believe that this is the lot of their life. Everything depends on God. God is in complete control. And that's why they're in trouble. God let this happen to me. I'm sick. I'm poor. I am in trouble. I'm defeated. I'm just a helpless victim on earth here. Maybe one day God is so kind to me, merciful to me. He would do something about it for me. I have no control of anything. Only depend on God and I cannot do anything. We can do, do, do anything. But they lack understanding of the scripture. Actually, as believers, we need to understand that God is not controlling everything on earth because we have free wills and the earth actually belongs to the devil. The devil will come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But thank God, after we are born again, and we are making decision to be disciples of Jesus Christ and live a repentant life, the Lord gives us something into our power and into our control and our hand. We have that in our hand. And we have the right to use it. And we don't use it, you can, we cannot blame God. God has given the authority and power for us to use, to fight, and to have victory so that we will not be defeated anymore, so that we can rejoice in the victory that God gives to us and the power of God. It is not His will at all for all of us to be defeated. Instead of waiting on God or for Him to do something for us, some Christians just keep crying and praying and crying. Oh God, when are you going to do this to me? 
He tell us to do something about it ourselves. He tell us to do something, but many times we don't. We just wait on God to do it. We need to remember this. I have the power. I have the authority. I am the king of my own life. I, I can rule my own life by using the authority and the power God gave to me. Were the power and authority given to only the twelve disciples? The question. What about the seventy or the seventy-two? We don't even know their names. The seventy went around, preached the gospel, cast out demon. When they commanded the demon, the demon listened to them and said, "Bye bye, I'm leaving right now." They shut up the mouth of demons and they have to go. They heal the sick. They're so excited to see the authority and power in their own life to help the people, and people rejoice. My dear brother and sister, that was the seventy disciples and the twelve disciple. Every situation they came to, the devil was no longer running the show. Everywhere they went to and help people, the devil no longer could oppress anybody because they set the captive free. This make a lot of people rejoice in that generation. You know that Satan wants to be God. He wants the throne of God. He controls this world. His job, he work overtime. He used demons, his soldier, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Isaiah chapter fourteen verses thirteen to fifteen say, "For you, mean the devil, have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven." I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to shell, to the lowest depths of the pit. You notice that Satan was with God for a long time, so he knew the fate principle. He knew the faith principle is this: you believe in your heart, and you spoke with your mouth, and something gonna happen. So he exercised the faith principle. He said that I'm gonna be above God. He believed in his heart, I'm gonna be above God, and he spoke it. He declared it, but unfortunately, his faith was on the wrong thing. So God said, "No way." God knocked it down. And God established His way in verse 15. You shall be brought down to show. You will be brought down to the bottom pits of hell. Satan is evil. He seeks to dominate, to control everyone, everything, everywhere on this planet Earth. He's working overtime to attack our family and attack people around us. And if we don't resist him, if we don't prevent him from doing something, if we don't use our authority and the power in the name of Jesus to come against him, he's gonna have a good time. And he will try to attack us through spiritual influences, through oppression, temptation, deception, and lies. And he try to attack us in a different way: attack our mind, feeling. Our finances attack our family, our marriage attack our job attack our traveling and ministry. 
Right now, he attacked people around the world with fear of COVID-19, that people cannot serve God and sit around shaking. I cannot serve God. And if COVID-19 lasts for, for more three more years, if, I hope not, if, God is going to test us right now whether we are walking by faith or not. If the COVID-19 lasts for three years, I believe if you don't go to church, your kids are going to backslide. You need to take your kids to church. You cannot be afraid of the devil. The devil tried to destroy your faith and destroy your children. He is evil. He is called the God of this world. He does things through people who yield to them, to him. He is the source of all bad things and evil and sickness and disease and curses and bondage. He is the source of, of all things. But thank God he would not be able to do that forever. Revelation 21 to 3. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bowed him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. An angel, only one angel. God is so powerful. He doesn't need to use 100 angels. Just one angel came down, laid hold of the devil, chained him up, put him in the bottom pits. Wow, why do you have to be afraid of the devil? Just one angel. And we have authority in the name of Jesus. Why do you have to be afraid of COVID-19? Just little guy, tiny guy. We don't need to be afraid of them. Amen? Hallelujah. He's going to be put in hell. He cannot oppress people anymore. For 1,000 years, he is not equal to God. Satan is much less powerful than God. Amen? Satan is opposite to God. And the one who is in us, who is that? The Spirit of Jesus Christ. is greater than the one who is in the world, the devil. Everyone say, I'm greater. Because the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. Unfortunately, most human beings on earth are being tortured. You know, I'm a minister. I produce teaching in the YouTube and travel many cities and countries around the world, including Asia and Europe. And I noticed that a lot of people have been attacked by the devil. Bad dreams, sickness, accident, losing money, poverty, family breakdowns. Why? The devil can destroy people on earth because human beings lost the authority. When Adam, the first man on earth, was created, God gave Adam the authority. God told him that you can rule this world for me. You can give the name to all the animals. But because Adam yielded to the temptation of the devil, to that snake, when he obeyed the devil, he gave the authority to the devil. And the devil can control the world. And that's why the devil say that I have authority on this earth. I'm going to attack people and kill people. Look at Luke chapter 4, verses 5 to 7, when the devil tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. Look at what he said. I believe that some of what he said 
is the truth in there. That's why we call temptation. Because he bring out the truth, but he bring out with the wrong motive and with some lies in it. In Luke chapter 4, verses 5 to 7 say, Then the devil taking him, mean Jesus, up on a high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I give you, I will give you to Jesus. And that glory, for this has been delivered to me. Who delivered to him? Adam and Eve. And I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, and all will be yours. Jesus actually did not have to bow down to the devil in order to get authority and power on earth here. In fact, the Bible prophesies that in the end time, eventually, all the kingdoms belong to our Lord. In Revelation eleven fifteen, the Bible says, Then the seven angels sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So, the kingdom of the world belongs to God. But the devil tried to offer Jesus a shortcut. The devil tried to convince Jesus that he did not have to do what the Father sent him to do on earth, that is to die on the cross and pay for our sin. Wow, you just obey me. You just bow down to me and bingo! You get the power on this earth. It's not so easy. You just bow down to me. You don't have to die on the cross. Wow, that's how the devil lied to us and deceived us. Since man, the first Adam, lost authority, God wants to give authority back to man again, to us. And he sent the last Adam. Jesus has another name, has a few names in the Bible, such as the Son of Man, the Son of God, and the last Adam. He is the last Adam. He came into the world, totally obeyed the Father. He really came with authority. At the Jordan River, he received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And he never yielded to the devil. He has authority and power. He has the anointing without measure, unlimited anointing. And he said, no, I'm not going to bow down to you. And he has the authority in him. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the wave. He spoke to the tree. He spoke to demon and demon ran out. He spoke to sickness. He raised the dead. He is a man of authority and power. And that's how he served the Father. He has faith in his heart. He has authority. He has power. And he spoke. Everyone say, faith in the heart. Speak with your mouth. And before he went to heaven, after he was raised from the dead, before he went up to heaven, he said that all authority has been given to me. And I'm giving to you too. Do you know that you have authority as a believer? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He gave the authority and power to the 12 disciples and to the 70 disciples. At least 82 disciples were full of authority and power and did some miracle in that generation. And when they went out, the yokes were destroyed. The bondages were lifted up. The burdens were lifted up from people's shoulder, and the people rejoiced. 
You may think that is for the 12 disciples. That is for the 70 disciples. Look at Acts chapter 8, verses 5 to 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirit crying with a loud voice. Sometimes the meeting can be loud because the devil ran out. And came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great depression in that city. And people in the city have to take a mid-tiptoline and nortiptoline and trust the dawn, and could not sleep all night. Have to go to see psychiatrists. What happened when the righteous are in authority? The city, the people rejoice. And there was great joy in that city. My dear brother and sister, Philip was a member of the universal body of Christ. You and I are a part of the universal church. The same like disciple in the book of Acts. Actually, the Bible even prophesies that the glory of the end time church will be greater than the early church. We should experience more power and miracle than that generation. Is that right? Philip, actually, at the beginning, was a waiter. He distributed food at the table in Jerusalem, in the church in Jerusalem. He was like an usher, just a simple ministry of help minister. He was not even a pastor or preacher or apostle or teacher or prophet. But he was so faithful in doing his job in distributing the food. That's why I want to be faithful. That's why I come to church every Sunday. I want God to know that I'm faithful. I want God to promote me and give me more anointing and power. Amen? I need His grace. I need to show faithfulness. And later on, God promoted him to have that power to preach the gospel. He was not even part of the 12 disciples. He was not selected to replace Judas Iscariot. The one who was replacing the Judas Iscariot, was, his name is Matthias. Because he was walking with Jesus during the three and a half years. Philip was not walking with Jesus during three and a half years. And Paul did not either. But Paul went out and his handkerchief healed the sick. His cloth, the, the power of God was on Paul too. Paul was not a part of the 12 disciples. was not a part of 70 disciples. Paul came later on. He was a persecutor of the church. But God gave him power and authority to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. When Jesus gave us authority, the people rejoice. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them. I would like to read this seriously, okay? I want you to be Christian according to Matthew 28. Don't be sleeping Christian. Living for yourself. Just wait for the blessing to show up and nothing else. Oh, I'm safe. I'm not going to do anything. No, no, no. This is what the command of Jesus to every Christian. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority given to him. And now he can give to us. We have authority of the Lord Jesus. Go! Everyone say, go! Does the Bible say stay home? Sleeping? Watching TV? 
put your blanket on. COVID, COVID, you're gonna kill me. Did he say that? Go. Do something. Go. Therefore, I'm sorry if I'm strong, but I want to wake you up. Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. After resurrection, Jesus came out from the tomb. He met the disciple, and he said, "I give you authority." I did not die for myself. I did not die for my sin because I have no sin. I did not come back to life again or was resurrected for my own justification. No, I did it for you. I, on the cross, bore your sicknesses, bore your iniquities and also infirmities. The chastisement for your peace is upon me. I bore your sorrow. I endured the cross for you. Now I come back to life, and I have all authority, and I want to give to you. But don't stay home. Go visit somebody. Go preach the gospel to your neighbor. Invite them to church. Tell people that I am the Savior. I am the Almighty God. All the authority in heaven and earth given to you. Wake up, Christians in America. Wake up and go and preach the gospel and make disciple. I give you authority and power, and you need to exercise that authority and that power. Jesus authorized all of us. He authorized the twelve, the seventy. He authorized Paul and Philip, and now he authorizes. He gives us dunamis the power. He gives us the exousia, the authority or the right. To preach the gospel, to do something for him. Two days ago, I watched the somebody video sent to me in my phone that a maybe 80 years old man or something in Thailand, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he gave his life to Jesus, and he kept watching our YouTube all day long and listened to the teaching all day long, and he command in the name of Jesus, he was healed. Cancer was gone. And he rejoiced, and the whole family now serve God. The whole family got saved because he was he was healed. Everyone get out from Buddhism and come to know Jesus. They rejoice because of the power. Amen. That should be our lifestyle. Everywhere we go, we can pray for people, get demon out of them. We can pray for ourselves, get demon out of us, out of our children, out of our neighbors. Command the sickness to go away. We are authorized. Mark chapter 16, 15 to 18. And he said to them, Stay home and watch TV. Put your feet on the couch and eat some popcorn. No, he said, Go into the world. I hope some of you can travel with me to Europe. I hope some of you can travel with me to Colorado or something. Go! into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. 
And these signs will follow those who believe. How many people are believers? Raise your hand up. You're a believer? Okay, you're a believer. You're, the Bible doesn't say that this sign will follow only the pastor. No. He said, all those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it by, will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Jesus tried to say, I'm authorizing you. I give you the power to go out to help those who are oppressed by the devil, those who are attacked by sickness, those who are attacked by bad dreams and demons and heal the sick. I send you out. But some believers say, you know, Jesus, I just need salvation. That's it. I just need you to forgive my sin. Right now, COVID-19 is so strong. I cannot go out to visit anybody. I cannot go out to pray for anybody. Maybe I will catch the virus from them. Give me a break. I'm not afraid. I just wear a mask. That's it. I can pray when I wear a mask. But I will not stop serving. I will not stop going. Some people say, but Jesus, you're the head of the church. I am nothing. You are the powerful man. I'm just a member of the church. I'm not a pastor. I'm not pastor Lao. I cannot pray. I don't have anything. And Jesus said, okay, I go to another person. So he moved out from Neil to Jerry. Jerry, you go. I give you authority. And Jerry have to respond. Are you going to go? Or are you going to stay home? Are you going to make disciples? Are you going to help people? Are you going to pray for people? Or are you going to say, no, I cannot. I don't have authority. But he said, I give you authority. Wake up. I give you power. Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. And he worked through his hands and his feet and his eyes and his mouth. A lot of people think this way. Jesus will be the usher of the church. Jesus will be the preacher. Jesus will lead worship. Jesus will be parking lot attending. Jesus will be cleaning the church. Jesus will be taking care of the baby in the church. Jesus will do everything. I'm just sit around doing nothing. My brother and sister, you are the body of Christ. You are the organ of Jesus. The hand, the feet. All of us should serve God. All of us should be used by God to pray for people, to serve. Right now, we don't have enough cameraman because everyone stay home. We need more cameraman to help me, to take good video. We need servant. We need people to help, to serve. The hand of God, go. Amen? We are supposed to do something with the devil. If we resist him, he will leave. But if we yield to him and let him do whatever he wants, he will keep attacking us. Therefore, we need to stand up. And we're going to say, hey, devil, get out of here. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my money. Get out of my bank account. Get out of my body, my mind, my feeling. Get out of my kids. You cannot touch. If you don't say it, he will do it. God will not do it for you. Listen carefully. God will not do it for you. You need to do it yourself. You just need to say, in the name of Jesus, you get out of here. 
You may not see it overnight, but if you keep saying that, eventually it will happen. You need to get out of my life. Jesus sent me. I'm His representative. I'm His ambassador. I'm His worker. I have the authority. I come on His behalf. That's why I come in the name of Jesus Christ. When Jesus showed up on earth 2,000 years ago, the devil said, "Wow, I am in trouble today." Jesus exercised his authority, and then the twelve disciples went out to preach the gospel, cast out demon. The devil said, "Oh, more people!" Ah, oh. then the seventy, and the devil said, "Oh, now eighty-two people." But he doesn't know that on the upper room, hundred twenty people will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't know that in the future, millions of Christians, and I hope you're part of it, the army of God, you and me, going to exercise authority, shut his mouth up, break his power down. He has to flee. You are the one who can exercise authority. Amen? Don't wait for other people to do it. You exercise authority. When the devil knows that you believe that you have authority and you exercise authority, he will run away from you. You need to have faith. My preaching today is to build your faith so that you can do it. Don't say this way. God is in control of everything. I cannot do anything. I have to depend on God 100%. No, 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 no. You do something. You need to exercise your authority. God already gave us authority. Instead of mourning, sorrowing, losing heart, grieving, think that you are the helpless and hopeless victim and the devil can slap you to right and left and he can do anything he wants to. No! Rise up! Stand up! And you say, get out of here! Get out of my body! Get out of my bank account, get out of my kids, get out of my marriage, get out of my husband, get out of my wife, get out of people around me so that we can rejoice. You need to learn how to speak like Jesus. This is the way Jesus was operating. He has faith, he, has, he believed in his authority, and he believed in his power. He had faith, and then he spoke. You need to speak to cancer. You need to speak to the devil. Speak to demons. Speak to the attack. Speak to coronavirus. Get out of my house. You cannot touch me. Fever. You lay hand on yourself. Fever. Leave me alone. Don't touch me. When I start to get sick, I tell you. When I start to have sore throat, I lay hand on my, my neck. In the name of Jesus, get out of here right now. By next morning, I got healed. I do this all the time. I exercise my authority. And when you do that, people may think that you are crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. Jesus was operating that way. The 12 disciples operating that way. The 70 that way. Paul that way. Other disciples in the book of Acts that way. You operate the same way. You speak. Get out. Get out of here. You don't curse the devil though. Don't curse the devil. Don't Use bad, foul language to the devil. He is the archangel. You have no right to curse him. But you can say, get out of here. The devil thought that he has a big problem when Jesus showed up. But now, he has a bigger problem now. 
Everyone said the devil has a bigger problem. Because all of us stand up, exercise our authority. We have the power. Jesus empower me. Jesus authorize me. And when all of us go to the hospital, lay hands on the sick, we visit our uncle, auntie, daddy, mommy, or our sibling, and we pray for them, and they get healed. And we went to the office, and the, our boss got sick. We pray for the boss, and the boss get healed. And when the devil attack us, we say, "Go away, get out of here." And when we come to church, we rejoice and give report to the pastor. Pastor, it works. It works. Not, I don't need to call you anymore. I don't need to call you. I can do it myself because I have authority as well. Jesus has the highest authority on earth. He gave us His name. He gave us the Bible. He gave us the power. He gave us the authority. Therefore, if something is bothering you, if you are to- tolerating something in your life, might be some stomach ache, or maybe you have bad dream. Or you have some sickness, or something bother your children. Do you know that parents you have the right to pray for your children? In the Bible, any time the children got attacked by the demons, the dad or mom brought the children to Jesus, and that one asked Jesus to heal. So you can pray for your children, and you can say, "Get out of here! You cannot bother my children and my grandchildren." The key is this. I'm going to end the sermon. The key is this: you need to stand up in yourself. You don't let him depress you, oppress you anymore. You need to be the soldier of Christ. If you allow them to do it, the evil spirit to do it, they will do it. You need to stand up and say, "Get out of my life! I have the right to tell you to get out." I have the God-given authority. You need to resist the devil. You need to speak up. Don't be passive. Don't be silent. Rise up on the inside of you, and you say, "No more, devil! Not in my life. Not in my home. Not in my bank account. Not in my job. In Jesus' name, disease you have to go. Sickness you have to go." I command you to go in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach, in the name of Jesus Christ. You may be trying to attack me, but you cannot get out of here. You do this not out of religion; you do it by faith, because you are convinced and believe that you have authority. Everyone, do like this: I have authority. I have power. I can exercise my authority. Let us say, Satan, stop! In the name of Jesus, you cannot steal my money. You cannot steal my possessions. You cannot touch my body. Get out of my house. Get out of my work. My ministry. You cannot cause confusion. Oppression, any bad things to me, my family, 
and my church. I command you to stop right now. In Jesus' name, all of us face undesirable, unreasonable situation. We may face some troubles because we are in the world full of tests and trials and attack of the devil. I face it too, not just you. I face trial. Some issue may be difficult to deal with. You may try to speak to your relative and they don't listen to you. And the devil try to influence your loved ones. He try to give you feelings, the negative feeling, imagination and dreams and all the bad things. You need to shut his mouth. You don't listen to him. You don't focus on him. You don't yield to him. You don't meditate on what he say. You say, shut your mouth. I don't listen to you. I'm not going to yield to you. I'm not going to put up with you anymore. You command the devil and command evil spirit to live your life in the name of Jesus. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. You don't have to act religious. You just believe in your heart. And you say it with your mouth by the power of God. You are not moved by what you see and not, and not by what you don't see. You are the righteous in authority and you can command it to happen. The devil is seeking for whom he can devour. How can we know? I got the message from YouTube. Somebody, uh, our, the little kids in Thailand give testimony how he met Jesus in heaven. So all these people wrote, ridiculed him and say that, oh, God is bad. God bring coronavirus to the world. God brings sickness to people. They attack God. I want to tell you right now. If anything is bad, never come from God. It's come from the devil. If anything is good, comes from God. Because God is completely good. Therefore, don't accept anything bad. You say, get out of here right now. I have authority to command you to go out of my life right now. Command it to stop. Command it to leave. Because the longer you yield, the longer you let the bad things to linger in your life, the worse you're going to be. You have to fight right away. When you start to have symptoms, get out right now in Jesus' name. Right away. Don't yield to any bad things. Even one second. Everyone say, I am the righteous. I have authority. I have the power. In Jesus' name, I exercise my authority. Amen? From now on, exercise this authority and power for yourself. You're going to be happy camper. You will not be sad because you win every time. You exercise authority for your spouse, for your kids, for co-workers, you go and preach the gospel, pray for people, love people. You are the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not just pew warmer, church goer. You are not just Christians. I'm a Christian. No, you are not just a Christian. You are a righteous disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to participate in the great commission. Preach the gospel, lay hand on the sick, cast out demons. And you're going to rejoice when you see people saved. 
People come to church and get set free. Love the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the reason why I like to lay hands on people. I like to fill people with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. How many people say, if I write a check for you, $1,000, you will take it? Free. $1,000. How many people want to take $1,000? Those who don't raise hand, it means you don't want $1,000? But you can get it one time. The second group of people, how many people want to take $5,000? Raise your hand up. Oh, 5000 One time. How about if I write a check, 100000 You should think this way with the Holy Spirit, with the power of God. You need to say, more, more. I need more power. Amen? So that you can take care of yourself. You need more faith, more power, more authority. You can take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of people around you, and the people will rejoice. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Any one of you in this room never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues? Anyone? Or you all filled with the Holy Spirit? Speak in tongues. You all? Okay. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's lift up our hand toward heaven and ask the Holy Spirit to fill our life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus said, if a child asks his father to give Good gifts. The father will not give scorpion and snake. How much more when you ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give to you the Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fill us. Hallelujah. If you will fill with the Holy Spirit, why don't you pray in tongue right now? Fill yourself up. The Bible says, pray in tongue is the way to edify yourself. Praying in tongues. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
slide.